All right, this next one is one of my favorite, and it is, in the last episode, I talked about if I went one direction, I have a larger city that's three or four times as large as the city I live in. There's more money, more everything, less land. If I go the other direction, if I go south, there is um, a smaller city that probably has 10,000 people in it. I guess you could call it a town, and uh, there's a lot more land. And one of the things that they have is they have one of these... They have a gated neighborhood, and now I'm going to title this large acreage, but I know it's not really large acreage, but it's large acreage for my area. So in that neighborhood, and it's a very large neighborhood, it backs up to a state uh, state land, like state forest with hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of acres, and the neighborhood's kind of on the, the front of that, so some of the houses back right up to it. And in this neighborhood, all parcels, all the houses, all the parcels are – most all of them are over three acres so they're right around three to five acres every it was chopped up into three acre pieces and that's where people put their houses and then they have some acreage to go with it so i really like the neighborhood i didn't even know it existed before i started doing these land flip things so the problem with that neighborhood is the prices are all over the place um they're low they're high it's kind of hard to to figure out how much they are and so it's been hard to get a deal in there. Um, so I had offered this person $6,346. Now I can tell by this contract that they called me back and that wasn't good enough because this is what I do when I've got them on the phone and we agree on a price. I said, well, just cross out the 6346 and right next to it our price that we agreed on and initial it. And then when I initial it, I'll take it to the title company and then sign the bottom too. So they wrote 8500 which tells me we agreed on 8500 and they initialed it and signed it and sent it back to me. And then I initialed it and signed it and took it to the title company. So I bought it for 8500 So following my rules, that's add $1,000 so that I know mentally I'm in it for $9,500, a little less than $9,500. So that's what I bought it for. Now, I relisted it for sale. I took good pictures. I got drone pictures. I did all these things. And it looks like I had a partner on this deal too. And so we um, we bought this thing. Oh, I remember this was fun. So my son was a partner on this thing. He didn't have a lot of money at the time, but I let him pitch in a certain percentage. I think he had – it doesn't say on this contract how much. Um, let me see if it has ownership information. Um, Tyson owns – it should say a percentage, but I don't see it on here. But basically, he put in because he was in high school at the time. I think he had saved up like a thousand bucks or something. He was trying to buy. I don't even know what he was trying to buy. So let's just say for the purposes of percentages, so I can explain it to you that he put in a thousand. So he puts in a thousand. I put in um, nine thousand. How much did we say we bought it for? We bought it for ninety five hundred. So let's say he put in a thousand, I put in eighty five hundred. So that's one thousand to him and eighty five hundred to me. And let's just say he owned ten percent. That means he would get back ten percent of the profits. So he puts in a thousand, he gets ten percent of the profit back because he funded ten percent of the deal. And the way it gets closed is it would show me as ninety percent owner and him as a ten percent owner. 
So then when we sell it, he'll get a check separate from me. He'll get 10% of the proceeds and I'll get 90% of the proceeds. So that's what we did with that one. And we sold it. After closing costs, we walked away with $44,952.56. So we went from basically $10,000 to $44,000. Where can you make returns like that? So 20, 30, 40. So we basically made $35,000. So three and a half times my money, which means if he put in 1,000, then he would have got back about three and a half thousand so plus his thousand i think so 4500 and actually i know that he got back more than that because i don't remember how much he put in but i remember he got like a ten thousand dollar check so he probably put in about two thousand or twenty five hundred something like that so that's a cool thing you can pull your family into these and start there's all kinds of creative things you can do with them i just i always suggest if you get the program i always say use the title company it's up to you but I always think it's the safest way to do it. And once you build that relationship with the title company, do a couple of traditional sales or use a partner or whatever, um, but do it very traditionally. And then once you get to know them, you can ask them, hey, if we wanted to do this, like if my son and I wanted to do this or my daughter or my cousin or whatever, how, how could we do this in a way where we both fund part of it and we both get a percentage? And that's actually easier than doing a partner deal to me um, where the partner funds 100% of it because there's no like there's really no risk for the partner like for example let's say we buy a property for ten thousand dollars and i found the deal well let's just say we're both going to put in fifty percent so you put in five thousand i put in five thousand and then we're fifty percent owners on the deed that means when we sell it we both get fifty percent of what we sold it for so if we sold it for fifteen thousand and we bought it for ten then we would both get $7,500 and we both put in five. So we'd get our 5,000 back plus 7,500. If we sold it for 20 or 30 or 40, it would still be split like that. Now, what I like to do, if I'm the one finding the deal, that's the hardest part. That's the one you need the specialized knowledge for because there's money out there. And if you don't have money, you don't believe me, but there are people out there with money. If you can find a deal and take it to them, they're going to fund it. Okay. So don't underestimate the power of finding the deal. So if you find a deal and you go to somebody and you say, look, I found it. I'm going to put in 20% of the money, but I want to own 50% of the deal. Most of them are, as long as they can make money, they're going to make money and they're going to fund it. As long as it's fair and you're not trying to rake them over the coals because you you don't want to burn your partners because you want your partners to feel like, wow, that was that was awesome. I want to do it again. Because if you can find partners that whip out their checkbook because they don't want to let the opportunity pass by, then you can do deal after deal after deal. And all you have to do is worry about finding them and doing the mailings and paying for the mailings. And you don't have to worry about having enough money, which also speeds you up. Because in the beginning, I would fund a deal, like my first deal, the one that I got for like 150 bucks plus closing, or the one that I did by myself. And then I sold it. I took that 5000 I did another deal. It let me do a, a more expensive deal. But I had to buy the deal and then sell the deal and then get my cash back. And it's the velocity of money. It slows down because I have to wait. I have to wait for it to close. I have to wait for it to be recorded. I have to wait for it to sell. I have to wait to get my money. And then I start the process over. So if you're doing that every three or four months, 
Yes, your money is growing. Your pot of money is growing. But you can't go as fast. If you have three or four or five or ten people waiting to do deals, you might make less per deal because you're not funding 100% of it. But look at some of these deals that I've talked about in the past couple episodes. Let's say you make $6,500 on a deal, like the last one that I did that I didn't fund any of it. If you do 10 of those deals in three months, you just made $65,000. Okay, now could you do 10 deals in three months if you were funding them all yourself? Not if you're just starting off and you don't have a big fat bank account. Shoot, I couldn't do 10 deals right now with the cash that I have on hand. It's just better to use partners because the velocity of money works in your favor. So that was that property. And I'm actually going to do two properties right now just to break this up a little bit because I bought another one in that same area. And let's see. I bought it for $14,000. I actually bought it for $13,987. So let's just say $15,000. And it was, again, it was a three-acre property. The guy just wanted to get rid of it. And actually, we might be up the creek on this one because I don't know if I actually have the closing document to this one. So I'm not sure how much I sold it for. Um, Nope. Well, I stand corrected. I am not going to do a second one unless it's behind here. Um, oh wait I take that back I was looking at the wrong one so total amount reduction due to seller nope I don't have the closing cost I don't have the closing statement so I bought that one for 15000 I don't own it anymore so I'm going to assume let's just not say it was crazy let's say I sold it for $45,000 like the other one shoot let's say I sold it for 30000 15000 turned it into 30000 doubling your money where can you get returns like that you you might be able to get some i don't even think you get returns like that on house flipping those shows are cool and they're fun to watch and they're probably fun projects to do but if you have to borrow and invest two hundred thousand dollars and then put in another hundred thousand dollars you're already up to three hundred thousand and then you sell it for four hundred thousand that's great you made a hundred thousand dollars however you were at risk and on the hook for $300,000. How about if you buy 10 properties that you bought for 10,000 and you sell them for 20,000? At the end of the day, you're only going to be on the hook for 100,000 and you're going to make 100,000. And some of those are probably going to be knock them out of the park. You know, I'm I'm in a land Facebook group and sometimes we get on these little kicks where we're trying to show each other our best deals and uh there's a couple people in there who work with the the higher price lots and i've seen lots they bought for forty thousand and sold for a hundred and ninety thousand and pocketed a hundred and forty thousand dollars cash on one deal um you cannot do that in in housing and you certainly let's say you never get a home run like that some of these ones that i have they're home runs on a smaller scale to me they're home runs i don't make you know, I, I have a salary job. It's a good job, but I, I, there's no way for me to, I don't get bonuses or anything. So if I make a five, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 on the side all at one time, that's like a bonus to me. That's like, 
a down payment on a car or if it's big enough that is a car you know this one that i bought for for 15 and sold for 45 that's thirty thousand dollars you can pay off whatever car you're making payments on and have some money left over their vacations there it's the fun money it's the stuff or you can start chipping away at your debt it's some awesome stuff so anyway i don't know if you could tell but i'm excited about this kind of stuff and it's great because the older i get i can still do it it's just pushing papers so um, I will see you on the next episode. Make sure you check out the uh, webinar that I put in the uh, description of this. God bless, and I'll see you on the next episode.